but uh, I'm not a uh, like a uh, Mother's Day. You preach a Mother's Day message. Father's Day, you preach a Father's Day message. I I never did go along those lines. I just kind of preached what the Lord gave me. But uh, we're going to look through the Word today. And if you would, let's turn first to Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one. Luke chapter 1, let me get over here myself, give you time to open up your Bibles, get your notes ready. Uh, I told my grandkids I'm going to quiz them after church today, so I want to make sure they know what I was talking about. So they got their devices ready and their Bibles ready, so we're going to get into this. Amen? Hallelujah. Before I do get into the Word, I want to welcome my son and my uh, daughter-in-law, uh, Alicia, and our grandchildren, Daniel, Reagan, Mackenzie, and Brianna. Won't you guys stand up and just turn around and wave at everybody? Amen. <laughs> Glad to have them with us. So we're just so thankful uh, that God is in the midst. Uh, a lot of times when people be, this is not what part of my message, but a lot of times when you bring up the subject Miracles. Now, when I think of miracle, I'm thinking of something that man didn't have anything to do with. That makes it miraculous. So I'm thankful that uh, every day that my wife and I see our son, we see a walking miracle. Because 40, how old are you? 47. Okay. 46 and a half years ago, uh, he was infected with... Uh, what they called pneumococcal meningitis. He had a, uh, his nerve was pinched on one side of his brain and uh, it's paralyzed on the other side of his brain. Uh, the doctors came to us and told us that, Mr. Dammer, you probably ought to get ready. You're going to be raising your son in an institution. Of course, that's what he said. And uh, I said, well, you know, you've given me the facts, but I'm going to go to the one who knows more than you do. Uh, how many of you know truth supersedes facts? The truth will always trump even what facts say because the truth will last forever. Amen? So I said, Doctor, you've done all you can do. I appreciate that. And that particular day, I had, we at Barbara and I hadn't been saved maybe six months. And I went down to the chapel, chapel at the University of Kentucky, in Lexington, Kentucky. Went down to the chapel, and I just began to pray. I I was a young Baptist boy. All I knew was I loved Jesus, and I knew that Jesus loved me. And I had prayed for a long time. God, I I believe in you're going to give me a son. And I said, now I've got this report I'm facing, and the report says that my son will never amount to anything, that his brain will be a vegetable, and he'll never be able to do anything. And they're telling me that I'll have to put my son in an institution and he'll be have to be cared for the rest of his life. Well, you know, I didn't receive that. No. Folks, do you know you don't have to receive everything that the facts bring you? Right. Come on now. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But that's their diagnosis. They tested and tested and tested him. He, he had more needles stuck in his little head than, than uh, you know, uh, I mean, just needles everywhere in his little head. You know, I come in, they have a new needle in his head or in his arm. And uh, a few days after that, they were dismissed. We took him home. Like I said, I was raised in a Baptist church. 
first time we were back uh, on Sunday morning, uh, I took uh, the family, of course, to church. And at the end of the service, um, where we went to church, we always quoted James. You know, if they're going to be sick among you, let them call on the elders of the church. They'll pray over them. The prayer of faith, if any man is sick or committed sin, shall be forgiven. So that's what we did. I walked up with my son in my arms, and the pastor said, uh, Brother Arnold, what do you need? I said, well, I want a miracle. And you, right then you could just hear a pin drop. And he, he said, you want a what? I said, I want a miracle. I said, I want a miracle. How many of you know before God can ever work the miraculous in your life, you're going to have to open your mouth? Come on now. You're going to have to start talking. He said, well, nobody's ever asked me for a miracle before. Well, I'm not asking you. I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking God for a miracle. Amen. So they called up the elders of the church, anointed him with oil. We prayed the prayer of faith over them, went back and sat down. And right then we didn't notice anything. But God. But God. Over a period of time, we've seen the miraculous take place in my son's life. He's never had a problem with uh, his brain. Of course, his sisters would argue with that point. (laughs) But uh, he's never had a problem with his cognitive skills or anything. He's been a great student, been a great son, been a great athlete. Uh, But the miraculous came to my house. So, see, you come too late to tell me that miracles don't happen because I see them every day. I see a walking, talking miracle every day of my life. And I've often asked myself, God, where was I? Where was I at that point in my life when I said, God, I want a miracle? Because there has to come a point in your life when you're believing God for something, whatever it is, it has to be bigger than you. Because if you can take care of it, it's really not a miracle from God. But God visited the Dameron home and gave us a miracle. And I'm so glad. I'm so proud of him. He's never given me one ounce of trouble. Not one time. His sisters always complain that I love him more. And I look at him and say, yes, I do. <laughs> and the girls always say, yeah, we know you do. We know you do. But uh, anytime I'm around him, I always go back to that place when I asked. The Bible says we need to ask. I heard Brother Kenneth Hagin say one time, a lot of time, the reason people don't have anything is because they're expecting, but they're not asking. You've got to ask. Come on now. Look in your own family. Look in your own situation. He says, ask. And of course, when we ask what? We believe. We'll believe what we're asking for. Can you say amen? So thank God for the miraculous. Thank God for my son. He knows I love him. He knows he's going to get everything I have when I leave. But I told him I was going to spend everything. I'm not leaving any money to anybody. So I'm going to spend it. Barbara and I are going to. Get old together and just enjoy how God's blessed us. 
And uh, <laughs> when I get older, I may move in with him and make him take care of me. You know, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but if you would, would you please go to Luke? I think I've already told you to go there. But I wanted to tell you that real testimony to me. That's a live testimony. Amen. And, and, and I, I think I mentioned a while ago, I, I was asking God, what brought me to the point in my life where I could start asking for miracles? And like I said, I was just a young convert. And you know what I believe it was? I didn't know any better than to just believe what they were preaching. Childlike faith. That's all I knew to do, Vicky, was to believe what they were telling me. And I'd heard that in church, and I'm thinking, well, that sounds like if I want something from God and I have a need, I need to take it to Him and believe what I'm asking for. Amen? And the Bible says it's mine. So glory to God. Let's look at this right here in Luke chapter 1 and verse 38. Luke chapter 1 verse 38. It says, And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Just a few of the most powerful words that has ever been said in Scripture. And Mary, at this particular point, the future mother of Jesus said, be it unto me, according to your word. Woo, glory to God. How many of you know if that'll work for Mary, that'll work for you and I? Be it unto me. Whatever the angel Gabriel told her that day, and came to her and told her these things, she said, she must have said, wow. (laughs) but according to what you said, according to what you said in your word, according to what you are saying in your word, be it unto me. In other words, she's saying, I receive it. I receive the word of God. And you know what? You and I are no different. Just like Mary, just when God is speaking to us, amen, speaking his word to us, what should we say? How should we react? We should say, well, Lord, give it to me. (laughs) Let me have it. Amen. We're no different because the word of God will work for you. It'll work for anybody, anywhere. Now, listen to this. I want to read these translations to you here. Uh, The King James, Luke 138 said, and Mary said. Remember that. And Mary said. That'd be just like, uh, uh, give me a tissue here. (laughs) Thank you. Excuse me. Hallelujah. And Mary said, remember that. Amen. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me. Amen. Many of you in the congregation today, you need to say this. Be it unto me. But you got to know what he said first. A lot of people just listlessly say what God's word says, and they don't know, have any, or they don't have any idea what he's talking about. But she heard. She heard, and then she said. She heard what the angel told her, and then she said. 
Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed. Now listen to the true living Bible translation in Luke 138. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. And I am willing to do whatever he wants. May everything you said come true. And then the angel departed. May everything you said come true. Well, you know, we all know that God can't lie and that everything he ever said is true. So we'll base our life and what we say on what he says and believe that in our heart. Isn't it the same thing of you and I having what he said? Amen. A lot of people criticize that teaching today, the name it and claim it bunch. Well, you know what? If he says it, I claim it and I'm in that bunch. That's what he said. I said, that's what he said. I said, that's what he said. And if what he said is true, then you and I can speak the same things that Jesus did and have the same results. Can you say, man, let's get one more here. The amplified translation of Luke 138. Then Mary said, behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me. I love that. According to what you said. According to what you said. And what happened? The angel left. Amen? And many of you were probably saying, well, well, what did he say to her? Well, we need to know. So let's go look. Look here in Luke, beginning in verse 26. Luke's beginning in verse 26, chapter 1. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Lazarus, Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among Women. Amen. And her life was about to change. Uh, historians teach us that she was anywhere from 13 to 17 years old when Mary had this visitation. Verse 29, and when she saw, or 28, and the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among Women, ladies, I want to tell you here today, the mothers as well as the ladies, you are highly favored. Come on now, you, I, I, you should have given a better response than that. You ladies are what? Highly favored. Amen. You are the one who has the miraculous opportunities to birth a child. There's no way, without getting way off track here, there's only one way that a child can be born. And that's through and by a woman. Men, it is impossible for you to have a child. You can father a child, but you are not and cannot be the mother of of a child. Now, I don't care what you want to call yourself. If you're a man, if you're a woman, you want to find out, just look south. 
Come on now, y'all adults. It, 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 it appalls me the way this woke generation is getting today about finding out what you are. Well, it's easy to find out who you are. Amen. Look on your birth certificate. Come on now. Come on now. Can you say amen? Well, we, we need to get out of there. Verse 37, the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary, then said Mary to the angel, How shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now this is the only recorded time that in the flesh a woman did not have sexual relations with a man to have a child. The only time. I said the only time. It'll never happen again. Amen. Jesus came by way of the supernatural. Hallelujah. That's what sets him apart. I said that's what sets him apart. Glory to God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she shall also conceive a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Verse 37, for with God, everybody say with God, for with God, I may be talking to you this morning, for with God, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. This this so confounded Mary that I believe it tells us in verse 30 uh, where she was troubled, 29. She heard all this and said, whoa, wait a minute. How's this going to happen? You know, she didn't really understand that. Amen? But thank God she received the word and she said, according to your word, be it unto me. I'm going to be all those things that you said I was going to be. Now, I may not understand all those things that you said I'm going to be and all those things you said I was going to do. But I receive it. There's not a person in this room this morning that understands everything about God and all that he's done for us. But you know what? Our faith at least ought to jump out there and say, nevertheless, whatever you give to me, may it be according to your word. Amen. Come on, God. According to your word. How many of you believe it would be okay if you received everything God wanted you to have? Believe that would be okay? Sure it would. I said sure it would. Amen. Let's look at one more here over in John chapter 2, the gospel of John. 
Hallelujah. John chapter 2. Mary said some pretty powerful stuff here. Amen. (laughs) Okay, Lord. According to your word, I'm going to do it. You know, that's the same faith that you and I ought to say and have. Okay, God, whatever it is, I'll do it. Amen. I receive it. You, you said it in your word, so I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Now look here at something else you said in John chapter uh, 2. And look here uh, in verse 5. Uh, this is talking about the wedding at Cana. Jesus was invited to the wedding there. Amen. And this is what he said. Or she Mary said. Verse 5. Well, let me read verse 4 first. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Verse 5. His mother. Everybody say his mother. Now his mother. Not the future mother that was talking in Luke. He wasn't, she wasn't his mother then. But see, there's also been a fulfillment of Scripture. Now, she is the mother of Jesus. <laughs> Not only did the angel say, you're going to be uh, overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, and you're going to give birth to a son, which she didn't really understand how. And then she said, okay, let it be to me according to your word. In other words, she was saying, if I'm going to have a son, praise God. Amen. That was before she was the mother of Jesus. Now look here in verse 5. As his mother. Amen. Now as his mother. Verse 5. His mother saith unto servants, unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Amen. Amen. I think that's the last recorded words of Mary in the New Testament here. But isn't that ironic? Here she's saying, let it be unto me according to your word. Everything that's coming to me, I'm going to receive it. Now Jesus is at this wedding. And they've run out of wine. And they didn't know what to do. And they went to Jesus. Mary said some things and Jesus said, well, what's that to me? I can't help it that you're out of wine. You know, he didn't come there. Amen. To do his first recorded miracle. Amen. It's not about the wine. It's not about how much the wine that he, that he, uh, uh, brought, brought in in those, uh, those big, uh, containers. It was what she said. She said, just do what he says. And you'll be all right. Two wonderful, phenomenal words to me from a mother. From a future mother to a mother. Amen. I receive your word. And now when she received the word standing there with her, she said, look, you guys just do what he says. Amen. Just do what he says. Anybody ever hear your parents say that? Just do what I told you. I used to tell my kids that all the time. The easiest way, the easiest way for you to stay out of trouble is do what I tell you. Do you remember me saying that, Christian? And he got in trouble very little, unlike his older sister. The middle sister learned from the older sister because she got in trouble all the time. 
And he found out watching his middle sister not to say anything or do anything. And that way I'll stay out of trouble. But how many of the oldest is always the one who tests the water? (laughs) Yeah, but I told you not to do that. Yeah, but ain't no buts in it. If you, if, look, if I were your, if I were your parents or your parent, if I was Daniel's parent, and it's my grandson, he, he knows this. If you do what I tell you, you'll stay out of trouble. But if you get into trouble, you're mine. You're mine. Because did I tell you to stay out of trouble? When did you get smarter than your parents? That you knew so much that you didn't need to listen to your parents. Isn't it something when they get to be adolescents and teenagers? I'm amazed at their wisdom. (laughs) They know so much. Much. Yes. I mean, smart. Sharp as a tack. And I found out that I didn't know anything. But I guess I could be like Bill Cosby. I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of this world. Come on now. I said, come on now. How hard is the gospel? It's basically what he's telling us. Do what I tell you. Did you know you had to do what he told you to get born again? You had to come to him. Amen. Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10. If thou wilt what? Confess with thy mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess in thy mouth. Amen. The Bible says you're what? You're saved. Did he say that? Yes, he did. If you did what you were told, you're sitting in this church today born again. Amen. Now, in the future... If Joe, this Joe right here, will do what I tell him, we will pray about receiving him in as a member. <laughs> Joe asked me a couple of weeks ago, he said, Pastor, what do I, what do I need? Am I a mem-? No, he said, am I a member here? And I said, no, I don't think you are. And he said, well, what do I got to do to be a member here? And somebody said, I forget who it was, how much money do you have? (laughs) You remember that, Joe? I forget who it was. I know. (laughs) You can give it to me later. (laughs) But no. I asked him if he would like to be a member, and he said, yes, I would. So if he'll do some of the instructions that goes along with being a member of this local body. He can be. Amen. But you know what? There's one one family you don't ever have to worry about being a member of 
through paper or standing in front of a local church. It's when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you say yes to Him, you've just became a member of the greatest family in the world. And that's the family of God. Can you say amen? So I'm so glad, amen, for this lady called Mary. I mean, uh, I know she was the mother of Jesus. Thank God for her. But just those two short texts in Luke and John, be it unto me according to thy word. Amen? And then she told the servants, just do what he says. Amen? We can read in the Old Testament where it talks about obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. God is not so much looking as what you sacrifice or bring to be sacrificed as is being obedient to do what he asks you to do. Amen. I've not always been obedient. A lot of times I've been disobedient. Amen. Anybody in here know what a switch is? I know you young kids have no idea what a switch is. Well, Lisa, when I got in trouble and I didn't do what my dad told me to do, and my mom was the disciplinarian, she'd look at me and she'd say, Arnold Lee, you go out there and get one of them willow branches and clean it off and bring it back to me. You know what clean it off means? Grab that big willow stick and peel the leaves off. That's how I learned to dance in the Pentecostal church. (laughs) My mom was a whacker. (laughs) Oh, I tell you. Mom, mom. And you, you remember this? Your, your parents would try to correct you and you'd start crying and they hadn't even hit you yet. Mom, wait a minute, I haven't even hit you yet. I tried that. Mom, mom. She said, she said well, this is my mom. She said, oh, you shut up. I'm going to wear you out. I love my mom. I mean, that yellow stick was about like that. Y'all know what I'm talking about, a little yellow switch branch? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Forgot that. <laughs> I tried to be smart. Did you ever notice your kids try to outsmart you? That's probably never happened to you. No. <laughs> I did that. I misbehaved. Didn't do what I... It all branches from not doing what you're told. Come on. How hard is that? Duh. Amen. Again, she said, Arnold Lee, I'm glad you remember that. She said, you go out there and get me a switch. And I knew what she was talking about. So I went out, thought I was going to outsmart her. I brought in a little stick about like that. One that had dried up. You know, if it just touched you, it'd break and fall in pieces. And I brought that to her. Here you go, Mom, go ahead. You drop that down, you go back out there and you bring me a switch. So, you know, you, you can't outsmart your mother. Uh, again, she brought you into this world and she can take you out. <laughs> Amen. Is it hard? Is it really hard to be a Christian? Some people say, yes, it is. No, it isn't. You're making it hard, hard because you won't be obedient. You want to do it your way. 
How many of you know that uh, in the scripture, the Bible says when Jesus, Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. I mean, it amazes me why other people are still looking for the truth somewhere else. The way somewhere else. And the life somewhere else. When Jesus said, when Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Just do what he says. Amen. We could probably have saved ourselves a lot of prayer time going back and forth to God. But even in my rebellious days, not one time, and even after I got saved. How many of you know you make mistakes after you get saved? Come on now. I'm still making mistakes. Amen. I'm still making mistakes. But I'm learning who to go to. Amen. As the baby of 10, I knew where I could go and get away with everything. I'd just go to mom. Mom. Then I'd plead my case. You know, I'd plead my case. I did this and I did that. Sometimes I'd win. Sometimes I'd lose. Amen. I said, sometimes I'd win. Sometimes I'd lose. But when you come to Jesus and plead your case and ask him to come into your life, amen, he's going to say, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. He said that. So I think it behooves us to do what he says. He also said this. He said, fail not to assemble thyselves together as some should be. In other words, Jesus is saying you ought to go to church somewhere. Now, back in the early days, they met in houses and things like that. Amen. Anybody ever hear the word priorities? Amen. Priorities, priority to serve him ought to be big on your list. Not second place. I have priorities in my life. God is my first priority. And then my wife. Then my children. Then the church. Amen. Because God gave me Jesus. Amen. To always lift up in my life. Then he gave me my wife. Then he gave me my children. Then he called me into the ministry. I think where a lot of times where ministers make mistakes, they put the ministry before their family. Amen. And it's the family that suffers. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because of placing the ministry above and before the family. Yes. How many of you know that the Bible teaches us if I can't take care, if I can't take care of my own family, my wife, my children. What makes you think I can take care of the household of faith? Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you love him? Well, look at the person next to you and just tell him, you need to do what Jesus said. Tell him. Amen.
<laughs> to all my grandkids. You know, they, they know grandpa. I, I'm pretty tough when it comes to living a life right. Because I'll, I'll uh, my dad used to say, if you don't straighten up, I'm going to jerk a yank in your tail. Kink, kink, yeah, jerk a kink in your tail. I know you don't hear stuff like that anymore, but, but uh, that's true. I mean, I expect them to live right. When they all got saved at an early age and they made that confession, I expected them to live right. And I expect all four of them to do something for God someday in the ministry. Somewhere, I expect my son to continue to do the things that God's done in his life. My daughter-in-law, amen. I expect of her, I expect her to be a woman of virtue. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to expect some things from each other. Amen. It shouldn't be a worry in your life. You ought to expect to hear the truth from me. Amen. You ought to expect to hear what God says from me. Instead of trying to whitewash it and make you feel good and be your buddy. Amen. I do want to be friends with you. But I want to be your pastor also. And I want to lead you the right way. Through the word. Amen. I said through the word. Thank God. You know what? I think I'm going to stop right there. We've heard enough. Amen. So glad to see everybody this morning. Remember these two sayings of Mary. Be it unto me. Put your name there. You can say, Lord, my name is Michael. And I receive your word as you spoke it to me. Amen. Be like the servants. Just do what he says. Amen. Let's be like servants in this local church. Let's just do what he says. Let's love each other. Let's help each other. Amen. Let's look beyond each other's faults. Amen. Amen. And try to begin to look at the needs. I heard something profound from a lady the other day. Uh, she was saying some things about being a blessing. How many of y'all want to be a blessing? Not receive a blessing, but be a blessing. Be a blessing. And, well, she said, you know, everybody, everybody's believing to be blessed, but they really need to change their prayer around, Lord, make me a blessing. And then I heard her say, you need to get into somebody's need and help them with it. Amen. Amen. You ought to get into somebody's need that you know about. You know they have a need. And you know you can help them. Why don't you just jump in there and help them? Maybe pay a month's rent. Maybe pay their car payment. Amen. Maybe... Uh, buy them a couple hundred dollars worth of groceries. Amen. Maybe take them out to dinner. Just jump right in their need. Right. Just jump right in there and help them. Right. Amen. Yes. I believe God would honor that. Wouldn't, don't you? Yeah. Amen. Miss Lisa, you want to play something for us there this morning? Hallelujah. Again, so good to see everybody today. We love you. Barbara and I love you. Glad to have our kids and grandkids with us today. Hallelujah. Amen. And I pray all you men... Take your girlfriend, your wife, your mother, a lady, (laughs) 
you got to be careful. I mean, I'm not going to be careful. Uh, boys ought to have girlfriends and girls ought to have boyfriends. Hallelujah. So if, if you are a boy, take your girlfriend out to dinner. Amen. And then, and then let's stand. <laughs> but God bless you, ladies, all the mothers, all you ladies who have mothered someone somehow in your life. We appreciate you. Amen. We appreciate you. So thankful for your life. Amen. Your loving wife. I heard a guy say one time, well, what do women really do? All they do is stay home and take care of kids. Hello. And all the women says, not. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to honor you today, ladies. He loves you. He really does. All the ladies in here. If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I'm going to ask you to come. Maybe you're here and things just aren't right between you and God, and you need to pray. Well, you know what? You're the only person that can take care of that. You're the only person that can correct the way that you live. And if that's you and you think you need to change some things in your life and you want to pray, then we want to ask you to come. We'd love to pray with you this morning. Amen. As a young Christian, I always thought that I could never go up front as a believer because someone would think that I'd done something wrong. And then they would start talking about me. I had to get over that because there was a lot of times I went up front not because I'd done anything wrong. I just needed help, needed encouraged, needed prayer. And if you're that person and you'd like to come and just say, Pastor, I just need some strength, need the church to pray for me this morning. If that's you, then we'd love to do that. But if you're sure of your salvation this morning, if you're sure that when Jesus comes and he is coming, that you could stand before him, look him in the eyes, and say, I'm ready. If that's you, then you're okay. If that's you, we want you to come. Amen. If you're good, that's wonderful. I'm glad to know that you're all right, and God is so glad that you're all right. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to come and be in church today. Lord, it's not so much as what I say, but it's what the Holy Spirit says to these people about what I say. That's where they're going to get some things from you. Speak to these people in their hearts. Speak to us as leaders that we would know the right message, the right word, the right things to carry and bring to this local church to make us strong to make us, to, to set us aside from others who don't believe in Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're big in our life and you'll continue to be big in our life. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen.